The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre-recorded. Warning, you are about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Dom, I'm calling this a man on the street Monday edition. Welcome to it, my little buddy. Hey, Crudy, great to be with you. Thank you, Nate, working hard on the board. Of course, our audience, thanks for joining the political party. It's going to be a fun week. It absolutely is. And did I mention, after I go on this little field trip and do this little radio show with you, I'm going to go to bed tonight, and I'm going to wake up in the morning, and I'm going to Las Vegas, baby. I'm chasing President Joe Biden in Vegas overnight, Sunday into Monday, I bet he's putting some money down on the Chiefs. And today, Dom, today, before I go, I took a little venture up to the Wisconsin State Capitol grounds. Took our young intern, Slade Oliver, with me, and we did some man-on-the-streeting. Oh, nice. And I met some fine people. Some Trump-supportive. Others Taylor Swift-supportive. <laughs> I found a Chiefs fan. She was a very clear Chiefs fan. Wouldn't have guessed her to be a Chiefs fan. Wouldn't have guessed the Trumpster to be a Trumpster. It, it's it's strange. The people that we live with and you know, walk these streets with every day, Dom. Some, if you look hard enough, you think, oh, I know for sure's. But today, Crudy got stumped at least once or twice. Like, I didn't <laughs> see... You know, yeah, like right. there was well, some mystery yeah. to what was behind each and every man on the street that we talked to. I am going to no tell you obvious about signs, no one carrying Confederate flags, anything like that. So well, you, were, you had to, you had to guess, man. I, and sometimes can't judge the book by the cover, right? Let, let me tell you about the one guy's cover though. Like you're wearing a, a lid today, Dom. You got the hat on. I'm wearing my Badger beloved Badger red, despite the couple of, Recent losses on the hardwoods, but you got the 414 on. And I did meet a guy today, Bill. Bill, I believe his name. And he was wearing a hat, black with white lettering. And it said, anti-fascist. I said, I got to meet Bill. I didn't know he was Bill yet, you know, but I went and introduced myself. Briefly spoke with these fine gentlemen. And, you know, I tell you, Bill, it's a little dry. He didn't play along with me in the same way that some of the... <laughs> The fine people did, but I said, Bill, you know, just based on the hat, is it fair if I call you Antifa? No, I prefer anti-fascist. I said, well, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm having a little fun with you here, Bill. Play along. But Bill was an interesting character, as was Larry and Rachel and Carol and Linda. Made some new friends today. 
went out on the streets. Now I'm going to try to make this a regular thing. You know, they tell us people here in flyover country, you know, the great Midwest, the Rust Belt. No one's ever asking people, what do you think? Well, we're, we're asking. We'll share that a little bit later in the hour, perhaps, Tom. But the question I have, how did Scott Walker end up in this fine news article over at the NBC News? Why is the <laughs> wanker's opinion about anything relevant in this day and age? And also, why is this the lead, Dom? Anytime I see Scott Walker in the national news and the state of Wisconsin highlighted in the national news, man, that's it's, it's got to be close to a lead. That's what I'm going to go for. Uh, and it, it's it's I think it's very important. And I'll tell you why Scott Walker's in this article, because if the Dems have their way, they're going to undo a lot of the things Scott Walker did. And I think Scott Walker thinks that's a bad idea. Well, when you say undo, you mean through undoing the super partisan gerrymander, right? They're going to yeah. roll that back. And if they roll that back and there are fair maps and there are fair elections and what a novel concept it's been since before we started doing this fine radio show about 12 years ago, Dom, haven't really had democracy since that time. Not the really literally do it. I mean, it's from small the, D from democracy the, way. Yeah. From the tea party. That's kind of when we started, right? Yep. I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm taxed enough already. I pay enough taxes. I don't need any more taxes. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was the time when we started this thing. And as this article points out, we go through some of the history of it. Uh, Scott Walker, very instrumental in bringing Wisconsin away from its progressive roots. Wanker. Here's the headline, Dom. Democrats see prime opportunity to finally break the GOP's grip on Wisconsin. And with the new majority on the high court, new legislative maps on the way, Democrats have their sights set on reversing Republicans' entrenched advantages in the battleground state. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Adam <laughs> Isn't it Edelman. Though? In the perennial battleground of Wisconsin, Democrats are having a moment, Dom. Woohoo! Liberals have their first majority in the state Supreme Court in 15 years. New wow. maps will almost certainly eat into Republicans' longstanding majorities in the state legislature, and more favorable congressional lines could follow. The party is a strong incumbent in the U.S. Senate. Tammy Baldwin, the unbeatable. I'm just throwing that out there. They didn't actually get to her yet who still doesn't have a top-tier Republican challenger heading into her re-election campaign this year and an incumbent governor with consistently solid approval ratings. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of a backhanded endorsement. Uh, as Democratic Governor Tony Evers put it during his recent State of the State address, Wisconsin, it's been one heck of a year. Heck of a year. It's been a heck of a decade or more, Dom, as we well know. At the outset of the election year, Democrats in a critical swing state see a golden opportunity to claw back power from the GOP, which until recently enjoyed an ironclad grip on nearly all levers of state government. And despite a long history of Midwestern progressivism, Wisconsin emerged as one of the epicenters of the Tea Party movement in 10, when Republicans won the governorship in both chambers of the legislature. And during the wankers term, during Governor Scott Walker's tenure from 2011 to 2019, a stretch further aided by conservative majority of the state's high court, a GOP trifecta, trifecta, Dom, reinvent, uh, reinvented the state 
is a national model for crap. I mean, conservative policies, <laughs> including major anti-union measures, concealed carry legislation, abortion limits, and voter ID laws. Pretty, it seems like it always starts here and then goes other places, man. I just feel like we've been dealing with this for so much longer than the Occupy rest of the country. didn't start on Wall Street. It started on my street. The wanker once said, I believe, Dom. Pretty Republicans also wielded that power to redraw maps that cemented their overwhelming majorities in the Senate, despite an essentially evenly divided state electorate. It's an imbalance that has continued to resonate, even after Evers defeated Walker in 18 with repeated GOP efforts to halt his power. But with a favorable state Supreme Court now in hand and political momentum on their side, Democrats have their sights set on finally reversing Republicans' deeply entrenched advantages. This opportunity to have fair maps is going to change a lot of things. Senator Tammy Baldwin said in an interview, Walker acknowledged in an interview that the new maps and court could help Democrats, quote unquote, wipe out his legacy of conservative policies, an outcome he said would be devastating, but argued it wasn't because the state had moved to the left. <laughs> Instead, he said the energy felt by state Democrats and in the state Supreme Court race last year was because of Donald Trump, the front runner in the 2024 Republican presidential nominee, uh, nomination. He turns people out on the left, said Walker, referring to donors and voters. Trump motivates the left. Since Trump, oh, I think he motivates the left. He's a hell of a motivator, Dom. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's a lot in here. I'm going to jump down here uh, a little bit, if I'm if I may. Uh, new maps will also likely shift Republicans further away from a supermajority. The party currently has one in the state Senate, and it's only two seats short of having one in the state assembly, and with it, the ability to overturn Evers' vetoes. Another quote from Senator Baldwin. While we've squeaked out some really amazing victories with narrow margins in many cases, you would think of, okay, 50% Wisconsinites vote Democrat and 50% Wisconsinites vote Republican. How is it we have a state legislature that is two-thirds Republican in a state that's really 50-50? Question mark. It's gerrymandering. It's gerrymandering, Jerry. The case of the state legislative mass was the first of many regard, uh, regarding hot-button issues, most notably abortion rights, that are expected to reach the state Supreme Court this term. And progressives are continuing to try to capitalize on the court's makeup. A high-profile Democratic law firm recently filed a challenge asking the justices to review the state's congressional maps as well ahead of the 2024 election. Republicans currently control six of the eight House seats. It's unlikely, but not impossible that the court would take up the case this year, but Democrats in the state say the turn of events makes clear that things are changing. Our pal Wisconsin Democratic Party Chair Ben Wickler said this over and over in 2018, 2020, 2022, 2023, Democrats have defeated mega Republicans on a statewide level, but the state legislative maps have been so rigged that the GOP held on to power. As a result, many of our state's policies like the GOP's refusal to expand Medicaid make Wisconsin look bright red. But now, because there's a progressive Supreme Court majority and the maps have been declared unconstitutional, we're about to have the first unrigged election in our state legislature in 13 years. 13 Hallelujah. Years, I know. I'm very <sighs> excited. The prospect I mean, for real. of actually having legislative races that matter this fall I'm very excited. I'm very optimistic about that. And I think the the fact, and, you know, I don't want to nationalize local politics, Tom, but they do have a 
300 pound orange elephant in the room, you know, somebody is representing that party at the top of the ticket. And even Rojo, remember our, our corrupted local senator, Ron? Well, Ron did the math once. 51,000 votes Trump did not get that other Republicans, legislative Republicans, got in this state. Down ticket, yeah. Down ticket. Well, I got to think there are a few that maybe stayed home as well. Just didn't find the man very appealing as a presidential candidate. I don't know why. I met some people on the street today. They just love the man. It is Man on the Street Monday edition. We'll talk a little bit more about this pivotal swing state that we live in, Wisconsin. At least Dom and I live here. And you can tell us all about you. Man on the Street style, just on the phone. 844-967-2789. Did I mention Dom? I'm going to Vegas? Did I, did I mention that? I, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> The Devil's Advocates, making radio great again. And we are back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. You can be a part. Hey, it's really super easy. Just download the Civic Media app. Go to your favorite app store. You can click on the buttons. You can automatically call, automatically text, find all the different stations on the network. And, of course, take the devils with you everywhere you go. Now, Dom, from this NBC News piece, you know, the the sub-headline I found grabbed my attention. The GOP, they're feeling a little malaise. Not a term I use often, <laughs> but I'm familiar with the word. I just I, I prefer disarray, but malaise is fine. I just don't often feel malaise because, you know, I'm on the team that's doing most of the winning here of late. Anytime we're not talking about the economy, it's a lost opportunity Wanker said they've got to have that discipline. Don't give people reasons not to vote for them. This this advice coming from the <laughs> yeah, failed so presidential candidate who then pivoted back and, you know, got beat here as governor as well. Brandon well, Schultz. He's now, oh, he, he runs the Young America's Young Foundation. Adolf's Foundation? Uh, now, uh, America's Foundation, where oh. he's pivotal in energizing and engaging young conservative voters. So, yeah, how's that know. working out for the party? <laughs> yeah. uh, Brandon Scholes, a GOP strategist in Wisconsin, added the Democrats, and here's the quote, Tom, they're going to get redistricting, abortion, and reversals of what the conservative court accomplished. They're going to have more Democrats in the legislature. What's the Wisconsin GOP going to do to bring back the voters they've lost? It can't be business as usual. I think that is the plan, Tom. Tax cuts. I don't know. <laughs> tax cuts. That's always the plan. Tax cuts. Uh, but, you know, the P Republican Party, especially here in the state of Wisconsin, is, in fact, in disarray. It will not be business as usual. Aren't they trying to recall Assembly Speaker Robin Voss? Slow down, disarray, and we've got some sound. Hell, man. <laughs> some of the luminaries of the GOP were in town this weekend speaking oh, yeah. to that very topic. But before we go there, the malaise, malaise, there's that word again, Um and some GOP circles in Wisconsin doesn't rise to the level of dysfunction that Republican parties have seen in recent months in other swing states. Really? We're, we're short. Well, here's what they say. The chair of the Arizona GOP resigned last month amid bribery accusations involving U.S. Senate candidate Carrie Lake, while the chair of the 
Michigan Republican Party has refused to accept a vote to oust her. Well, that's only because the former Republican Party chairman, Andrew Hitt, a false elector here in the state of Wisconsin, who I understand gave J6 testimony and might have done a little pre-offering, if you know what I'm saying, Dom. Well, he's moved on. That's the only reason why that headline's not applicable here. But anyways, a little bit more. But it still makes for an, an auspicious look for a party in a state that will again be pivotal in the upcoming presidential election. You think Wisconsin's going to play part? We sc- <laughs> a little part. Dominic, the new chair, we know Brian, radio dog that he is, responding to questions about how the state party intended to combat a recent string of Democratic successes in the state. Wisconsin Republican Party Chairman Brian Schimming said that Democrats have failed the American people. What a strong answer, Brian. What? Whether it be the White House or the State House, Republicans are committed to earning and honoring the state of Wisconsinites with common sense policies. Could you name a few? Could you? Abortion? I mean, especially anti abortion? Abortion bans? Medicaid expansion, no, legal no, weed. No, 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 none of that no, stuff. No, none of that, none of that for you? No, okay. So there's much, much more here, Dom. And, you know, they talk about the the fact that some of the approval polls here in the state of Wisconsin, well, they've got Joe a little underwater, or maybe they even have Trump within the margin of error. But Dom, the only poll that matters around here, as far as I'm concerned, Marquette University Law School poll. And did I mention our good friend Charles Franklin is dropping one this Wednesday? And despite oh, the nice. fact that I'm going to be out of state, we're going to have Charles Franklin join us here on the airways 5:30 Central Time on Wednesday with some hot off the presses polling. And um, he asked the marijuana question. Oh, I got to ask the weed question. Well done. Do we yes. know? Do we know? It? Okay. Well, no, I don't know what that. the polling, they don't oh, okay. pre-release for us. Uh, come they on, just man. tipped us off to the hey, weed Charles, question. Man, give, me a, give me a little insider line, man. What's happening with the weed? Well, he did. He asked the weed question. That's the insider lie. He didn't call anybody else around here as far as I know I'll until, tell you, hey, the weed yeah. question's coming. That was <laughs> safe for the devil's advocates. Legalized weed. Uh, I bet. I'm, I'm just, you know, prognosticating here, but I'm betting that the... Uh, Question of legal weed in Wisconsin asked by Charles Franklin at Marquette University Law School poll will be more than 50% down for legalized recreational marijuana. Well, here, I'm just picking that egg. here are a couple of the stats from this article at the NBC News. Uh, they talk about the the president, the current president, and um, you know, the fact that Rojo won a third term here, that galls me, but just 42% of registered Wisconsin voters said they approve of Biden's Current job as president in Marquette's November poll, well, 57% said they disapproved. He was minus 15 then. Again, you're going to have to wait till 530 on Wednesday when Charles joins us right on the the airwaves. You'll be listening anyways. We'll give you an update on that number. But by comparison, the same poll found that Tony Evers' approval rating was 53%, 46% disapproved. While 51% of voters approved of the job of the state Supreme Court, just 43% disapproving with them, Dom. Yeah, but here's the one that I always love because, you know, you know how legislators are. The only, uh, only, only the Wisconsin legislature fared worse than Biden in the poll with 40% of respondents saying approved of the job that it was doing, 57% 
say they disapprove. And that's actually much higher than, than Congress, which is kind of shocking. That may be higher than the mass media, Dom. But of course, the devil's advocates, we've got oh, at least 63% approval rating <laughs> from the audience, I would guess. At least. At least you can be a part. 844-967-2789. Going to bring you some Man on the Street Monday edition. And also, Mike Lindell, the Cyber Ninja Symposium pillow guy. Well, he was, what, in Waukesha this weekend. And he's. Uh, my understanding, he was in Sturdivant, according to the Wisconsin oh, Examiner. My he bad. Sturdivant on Saturday. Thank you for that. To the ongoing recall effort against Wisconsin Assembly Speaker Robin Voss. Oh, and I believe we have some sound. And, you know, if the people are super duper people, they're going to stick around for the sound, Dom. And also, they're going to participate in this big Monday edition. And did I mention I got some new friends? I think there was a movie with a similar name once, although I think there was a Ted and Alice in there. Larry, Rachel, Carol, Linda, and anti-fascist Bill. Some of the nice people I met here in Madison, Wisconsin today. Unlike you, Dom, I go out and I meet people. I make <laughs> friendly with them. I enjoyed them in conversation. I commiserate with them. The fine people, and I find out, are they fans of the Devil's Advocates? Oh. Or more importantly, Man. are they fans oh. of Taylor Swift or the Kansas City Chiefs? And do do they believe the conspiracy? Because I know I sure do. Me and Reigns Priebus. I'll tell you about <laughs> that. The My Pillow Guy and your calls. Love it when you participate at 844-967-2789. The Devil's Advocates, political commentary from the back of the class. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates radio show. The man on the street Monday edition. Because I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. Did I mention I'm going to Vegas, Dom? Joe Biden there today. We're going to bring you some of the president sound from Vegas a little bit later in the big show. And some of the man on the streeting stuff as well, Dom. But uh, the former party chairman, Reince Priebus, right? He's a Wisconsin dude. Oh, yeah. Reince Priebus weighs in on the right-wing Taylor Swift conspiracies. I don't know if you know this, Dom, but there are <laughs> a few Q-ish sort of conspiracies swirling about, you know, the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift romance and the fact that perhaps the NFL is tilted the Super Bowl to favor the Kansas City Chiefs. And it was funny because I met Trumpsters today on the street, but I also met a lady named Carol and Carol was a little bit of a quiet talker. So because it was on the street and, you know, I didn't have a parabolic mic on Carol, probably can't use her sound on the air, but something you might not consider. Carol was a Biden supportive person, not down for the Trump or any of the conspiracy theories associated, but she was a Chiefs fan. 
And I'm thinking, yeah, it all makes sense now, Carol. It all (laughs) makes sense. Ah, but Reince Priebus weighs in on the right-wing Taylor Swift conspiracy, calling them a powder keg of stupidity. You're talking about the mega Republican base here, Reince. A little bit from the Journal Sentinel, Dom. Reince Priebus, chair of the host committee for the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee, called right-wing conspiracy theories that pop sensation Taylor Swift has been set up to sway the 2024 election for President Joe Biden a powder keg of stupidity. I would perhaps use that analogy on you someday, Dom. Uh, (laughs) You're talking about two of the most popular things in America right now. Dom and Crute. No, Taylor Swift (laughs) and the NFL. And we've got a party that wants to grow the tent. I don't think attacking those two is obviously the way to go. Uh, he said to the George Stephanopoulos on the ABC yeah, this week. He didn't. He said, it, I don't think attacking those two, but he didn't say whether or not it's true. It's true. It's a, it's a Pentagon psyops to make Casey win the game so she can kiss her boyfriend on midfield and announce her support for Joe Biden. Travis Kelsey no, it, uh, just won a rigged Super Bowl. What are you doing now? We're going to endorse Joe, Joe Biden. Yeah, right. uh, I, if, I, if I may, Kurt, I know we, yes, we, we you, talk about. You may. Sometimes I get a little rambunctious and describing you know, some of the actions and beliefs and, you know, uh, uh, of the megas. Now, this is Reince Priebus calling this, uh, what was a powder keg of stupidity. It, is that acceptable? You know, I was just wondering. When Republicans are calling other Republicans stupid because they believe in outrageous conspiracies that have no basis in truth or fact or evidence to back it up. And Reince Priebus from Wisconsin, former chief of staff to the president, right, uh, comes out and acknowledges and criticizes his own party. It seems like you know, I don't know. It's it's a, they're in a little bit of disarray. Well, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> My own opinion. Reince Priebus's life might be in danger. Uh, Stephanopoulos had asked Priebus, uh, Priebus about the Fox News personalities that have become obsessed with the idea of Taylor Swift helping Joe Biden, including some believing that she is a Pentagon asset to help get the president reelected. I believe that'd be Jesse Waters. I think he's pulling down the prime time on Fox News. I mean, this is not fringe stuff. This is their prime time host saying this. Well, Former. it doesn't mean it's not, hang on, if I may, just because it's the top guy on Fox News doesn't mean it's not fringe stuff. Fox News doesn't doesn't bring it out from the fringe and make it, you know, mainstream. It's still fringe. Fox News, you know, was, lies to their audience to the tune of what, 800 some million dollars? And they still have other lawsuits pending for billions of dollars from these voting machines company, voting machine companies because they lied over and over uh, about their products. Well, Dom, I don't know if you recall, but I've been banned from Fox News for calling profanely to their attention, their failure to provide live coverage of the January 6th hearings and running Tucker Carlson absent ads against the J6 coverage in everywhere else in the free world. You remember that, Dom? So I, I do happen to get dragged on the Fox News for the umpteenth time, and I told him what I thought of that malarkey, 
And strangely, I haven't been fighting back on Fox no, no, News no anytime call, recently. No hey, speak, speaking of Tucker Carlson, uh, you see where he's been lately? Canada. Or or where? Where where are you Russia. thinking? Oh. He's a Russian. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, former Republican president candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has questioned whether the system is rigged to give Swift's relationship with Kansas City Chief Titan Travis Kelsey media coverage ahead of the Biden endorsement. Some conspiracists believe the announcement could happen at the Super Bowl next weekend. Oh, please <laughs> let it for all the Swifties. The New York Times recently reported that Biden's campaign team is trying to figure out how to get Swift's endorsement. Swift, who endorsed Biden in 2020, has a massive fan base that overlaps with many of the voters he needs to court. That's like humans, right? He needs them all. You need all the voters to see it your way. A little bit more. Priebus said, even if Swift takes a political position and doesn't like Trump, it's not going to change. I don't think anyone's vote in November, but these kind of conspiracy theories could do that. (laughs) Again, a quote from the former chief of staff to the president. I think a lot of these things that are out there are clicks. He said, social media algorithms are driving our country further apart. And this is just one more of many things that you can read online or in social media and you just have to move on. Well, people wouldn't read it if they didn't believe it, you moron. You know what I mean? That's, Maybe they that's your bag of Republican base. Like Jesse Waters and Vivek Ramaswamy were telling them these kinds of things. And, and for the record, uh, Taylor Swift, I believe she was, she supported Biden last time, right? And she'll probably support him this time. I'm, but, you know, Trump's got Kid Rock. Trump's, you know, uh, I saw on Twitter, Sarah Palin and Ted Nugent were on stage for the God's trucker convoy to the border thing. I, I, you know, I don't see, I don't hear any Democrats saying, oh, it's a conspiracy. Ted Nugent is on the trucker thing to whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, I just don't understand the whole line of thinking, but they have their musicians and, and we have ours. Dom. I used to like Ted Nugent and Kid Rock, by the way, so I'm very heartbroken right now. If you want to hear a real conspiracy, well, before there's not enough time, and we will take callers here in just a moment at 844-967-2789. The other guy, to about allies of Donald Trump, well, the the my pillow guy was in Studevent, you said, right? He's here yeah. talking trash about Robin Voss. And, you know, how could we not share it with you, our favorite audience? Nate, this is going to take all the heavy lifting on you. Let's play the the my pillow guy, bless his heart, Mike Lindell. Robin Voss, he's been the biggest blocker to this country's efforts to secure our elections. There is, he's as he's as bad as crooked Brad Rassenberger down in Georgia. Nobody's worse than Robin Voss. You don't order an investigation of your state in election. It's been a, a lot of money on it, ten months, and the guy, all these investigators come out with the report, and you bury it. That's what Robin Voss did to Wisconsin and to our country. Shame on him. He's disgusting. Shame on him. <laughs> He's disgusting. Understanding okay. there was really only one primary investigator, and it was corrupted. Former Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman, who actually went out to the cyber symposium, I believe, I might have misstated that, maybe South Dakota, the locale of that, that Mike Lindell had. And apparently, Gableman went to on the taxpayer dime. That was part of his $11,000 a month 
cross-country world tour looking for Riggin. He got out of the local library, yes. That, and of course, there was lots of subpoenaing Democratic mayors of local municipalities (laughs) and threats of jail if they didn't respond. Come down to the strip mall. I got got some questions for you. I, I love that sound. That was some good sound. Well done. I mean, so I mean, so we have we have Mike Lindell and, and shame on us forever having to know that guy's name. Uh, Robin Voss is disgusting. We have we have Republican Mike Lindell calling Republican Robin Voss a disgusting human being, worse than crooked rat, bat Brad Raffensperger. Then we have Reince Priebus, right? Republican calling all these you know conspiracy theories about uh, uh, a powder cake of stupidity. This is how they reference each other this is how they talk amongst the family man how am i supposed to be above that i mean if that's how they refer to themselves then what am i supposed to do oh you think that's bad you should hear how donald trump talks about women 844-967-2789 speaking of Lori from beloit you're our first caller today welcome Lori. hello Lori. yes Hi, you guys. That's your favorite therapist. <laughs> oh, welcome back. And it was nice meeting you, Mike, at uh, Delavan at the Lake Lawn Lodge that oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice Met lots of nice people that night. Face. That was quite a shindig. Yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. But um, a couple things. First of all, Trump's going to implode. Excuse me, implode. He's on his way. He's going to lose it completely. I think before the election, he's going to show how mentally fragile he really is. Our but friend Jim Santel, Lori, says that the Ingeron uh-huh. ruling will probably come down this week somewhere north of $300 million and probably oh. ending his business career in the state of New York. That's that's going to tarnish the brand a little, I think, Lori. That's going to take a little, a little brain bit. space as well. I, I've been... Pegged yeah, down so, a few times in so life and business. Is, you go, Lori. Oh, go, go ahead. Well, oh, no. what I wanted to say is, wouldn't it be funny if Taylor Swift and all the Swifties brought, are the ones that bring Trump down? I mean, we've tried to impeach him. We've had marches with thousands and thousands of people. Everything we've done to try and take this man down. And the Swifties, I think, could honestly do it. So they don't <laughs> want to play with these people. <laughs> Lori, you realize Taylor Swift has more social media followers than there were voters in the last presidential election. I certainly think she could affect more than just a little bit around the margins. If Taylor Swift encouraged young people go vote, not for Trump. She doesn't even, she doesn't even have to tell them who to vote for, just who to vote against. No. And all these evangelicals who are for family values and stuff, they're saying how dads are now watching football games with their daughters and, you know, really kind of helping to bond, uh, make a relationship there that they can, you know, work off of. And they don't like that either. So they, you know, they're not Lori, family values. Don was just telling me he's been watching football with his daughter so she can explain the sport to him. <laughs> yes. And it, but it's, it's quality time though, isn't it? I mean, it's fun. Right. So thanks, guys, and thanks for all you're doing. Keep it up, okay? Thank you, Lori. We intend to. Uninterrupted. (laughs) 844-967-2789. I got to go see my son compete in his final high school athletic event. He's been wrestling, and he had a wrestling meet this weekend, and it was his final. But he did. did He he 
well, he ended the day two and one in this mini tournament, and uh, he won't be advancing to state. But you know, he did finish his high school career with a pen. And I, nice. I got to think, you know, knowing how my own mind works and memories of my own glorious days as a high school football player. <laughs> did did I tell you I was a, a, a high school state runner-up, Dom, in 1984? Okay, I'll I never scored a touchdown. Hell, yeah, I, barely, one time, though, right? I, I barely scored a field goal in basketball, Dom. I mean... I think seven was my highest scoring output in a singular game. And not in football. I'm talking about in basketball. So <laughs> I was not a prolific scorer. I played defense. That's a defensive guy down. You were a moose, man. You're throwing elbows. I remember getting in the paint with you. Oh, you don't want to get in the paint with Crudy. I know, man. Well, that's, that's just because right. Bobby cut my eye and threw that elbow. It's like watching that Purdue game the other night. Guy got whacked in the head, no Ouch. flagrant foul, and you know, guy comes out a little, little spicy after a little confrontation like that in the Hutch pit. <laughs> a little bad blood. Come back with us, man on the street Mondays. I'm going to introduce you to fine people like Larry, Rachel, and anti-fascist Bill. The Devil's Advocates, never personal, only politics. The Devil's Advocates radio show. Love it when you join us on the line. You can do so at 844-967-2789. You know, Dominic, I left the studio today, took the intern sleigh, and we went up to the Wisconsin State Capitol Square. And I realized immediately, not quite as warm as I thought it was, I had brought, I, I brought myself gloves and I brought one glove for Slade because he was going to have to hold the camera. You know, only one, sir. Only one. Nothing like putting your hands on a cold piece of metal with no glove because he's the intern. In the I yeah, didn't want hard work. I, I'm trying to keep him, you know, hungry, if you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> we go up to the square and the, the first couple we met uh, were Larry and Rachel. And they were walking down the street together, arm in arm. And Rachel had some walking boots, apparently maybe some surgery, something. I didn't quite, you know, hammer it out with her hip and all that kind of stuff. Didn't quite get there with Rachel. But I was talking to to Larry. And Larry was telling me about his, you know, his fanship and different stuff. We're talking about the Super Bowl. You know, starting light. Um, I hear it's Super Bowl week. And then, you know, then I try to use that, that rant Prebus, that conspiracy theory about Taylor Swift as a point of pivot to the politics, just to use it like a roar shark, like a litmus test. You know, how would they respond? And I think I've got this young lady, Rachel. I, I think she she kind of jumps out here and, and she had something to say. And I had just asked the question about the conspiracy theory. And here was Rachel's response. What do you think about some of the conspiracies we see out there? Are you a Trump fan? Well, I'm a fan. I mean, uh, I would not say I'm a fan. No, I'm a I'm, <laughs> I'm left of center. I was a Bernie Sanders fan, okay. and I've been to Trump rallies. I've been to Bernie, Hillary, Joe Biden. Uh, I was at Kamala about a week ago Monday, so I've had a chance to meet a lot of them. 
Trump is not without any charisma or charm. You know, if you beat the guy, no one gets elected president without some charm, right? Yeah. But, no, I think he's a crazy about they had, a, they had to drop out my profanity, and then I had to apologize to the nice people on the square. You know, because really, you shouldn't call a guy a crazy mf or in front of strangers, virtual strangers. But I thought I had a kinship there, you know, with Larry and Rachel. But what I realized, actually, they're Trump supportive. And if I had to guess, uh, this this gentleman, Larry, not real tall, shorter guy like you, um, African-American, maybe Latino. And I wouldn't have picked him. You know, if I had to walk around in the square and say, which guy up here is going to be supporting Trump today? I wouldn't have guessed. But they both were. And it was about the crazy. And, like, he's the right kind of crazy for them. Like, matching crazy with crazy. That was kind of the point I was making. Got a little profane, so couldn't play it all. But, you know, like, he's their kind of crazy. Our kind of guy. So Larry and Rachel, very nice to meet them. They were very polite, you know, stop and talk to strangers on the street. Yeah, right. Recorded. May I record you? Yes. Uh, I think we got one more guy. I think I think we got a little more. And, you know, some of this better in the telling. But I did tell you about the guy wearing the, the black hat. Similar to you, Dan. Yes, you got the yes. 414 and, and white script on your hat. Bill was wearing anti-fascist on the hat. And not a super dynamic guy. I mean, nice enough. Again, Bill stopped, was courteous enough to answer a few of my questions. But, you know, I was trying to have a little fun with the whole Antifa concept. Right. Bill, less willing to play along with me. <laughs> but let's play a little bit of the Bill sound. And yours truly, doing a little Man on the Street Monday edition. Anti-fascist. Yes. So you're kind of... Antifa by by definition, are you not? You can hear me smiling, can't you? Anti-fascist. Yes, sir. And they kind of have polluted what Antifa would stand for, have they not? Well, they've lied about it. Yes, sir. Uh, Bill, when you say anti-fascist, what's that mean to you? That means anti-fascist. Okay, how define (laughs) anti-republican. A little dry, Bill. Do you think the Republicans are currently embodying fascistic tendencies? Yes, yes. And you think it's... Trump, or do you think it's the party? Well, Define what, what they've you been, think uh, the yeah, They've been uh, evolving in that direction for a long time, since at least Reagan. Yeah. And what do you think Wisconsin's history in that was? Uh, I think it does. It's take. It's obviously part of it. Yeah. I think the their denial of uh, the democracy in this state yeah. by the Republicans is fascist. Yes, sir. Yes. Anyway, my final thought, Bill. Yes. You got a favorite in the Super Bowl? No. You don't. No. Will you watch? Uh, possibly. Will it bother you, or no. would you be supportive if Taylor Swift made an endorsement? Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. I don't follow. I don't know who she is. I mean, I know she's a singer, but sure. that, I would couldn't tell you. I wouldn't recognize any of her music. So I really don't know her. Anyway, you and nice to meet you, sir. You and Bill have that in common, Dom. You familiar <laughs> yeah, that right. she's out there in the world? <laughs> yes, but wouldn't be familiar not, not with most of her musical no, no, no. catalog. So Bill was nice enough, but you know, at the at the heart of it, 
Bill is anti-MAGA Republican. And although he's not, you know, I mean, talking to a stranger on the street, maybe he's being a little guarded, so I don't mean to tease him too much for being dry. Sure. But he's wearing it on his sleeve, if you know what I'm saying. When exactly. you're walking around on the state capitol square where there are, I would allege, a few fascists working in the building, and you're walking around that square wearing your anti-fascist hat, you're kind of putting up the freak flag, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, you know, it used to be a time where, I don't know, like our grandparents fought in World War II, that that's just how it was. We were all anti-fascist for a long time. And then, you know, then it continually, like water and gravity creeps back in some of us still anti-fascist i know bill is and i feel like bill and i have that kinship we're both anti-fascist carol carol also met a fine nice quiet quiet too quiet for broadcast unfortunately quiet talking carol on the square very nice she was a bite of supportive biden supportive but she said you know actually i'm a not a travis kelsey fan I'm a, who's the other Kelsey brother? She's, she prefers the one that plays for the Eagles. And then she said, and I don't know if you're familiar with the roster of the Eagles. I'm originally from Philadelphia, she told me. And I'm thinking, I partied there hard at the DNC. But anyways, <laughs> she said, I don't know if you're familiar, but we have a Swift on the Eagles roster. She said, so we've got our own Swift. I said, I might steal that one from you, Carol. And I did. So there we go. <laughs> Come back. A happier happy hour indeed.